Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy. Today, I want to share with us uh, a continuation of something that I started a few Sundays ago, uh, which is going through the Gospel of John and rediscovering the seven I am statements that Jesus made about himself. Uh, And so today, I would like to encourage us to uh, turn to John chapter 6, verse 26 to 35. John 6. 26 to 35. You know, the whole point of this teaching, you know, uh, on Easter Sunday, we talked about how Jesus declared, I am the resurrection and the life. And a couple of Sundays ago, you know, I shared about how Jesus says, I am the light of the world. And so all of these different uh, I am statements allows us, you know, to better know God so that we can better represent Him and not represent Him only, but to better know know Him and to better love Him and to better live for Him. So if you're already there on John chapter 6, verse 26 to 35, uh, can I hear a good amen? Amen. Praise God. We're going to read about a good 10 verses, John 6, 26 to 35, and then I'll give us the title for today's message. John 6, uh, 26 says this, Jesus answered them and said, Most assuredly, I say to you, you seek me not because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. Do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you, because God the Father has set his seal on him. Then they said to him, What shall we do that we may work the works of God? Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he sent. Therefore they said to him, What sign will you perform then, that we may see it and believe you? What work will you do? Our fathers ate the manna in the desert as it is written, He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Then they said to him, Lord, give us this bread always. And verse 35, Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. Amen. That's powerful. Let's read uh, verse 35 one more time because that is the crux of our focus this morning. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger and he who believes in me shall never thirst. Amen. Praise God. You know, the title for today's message, if I can put it uh, in, 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 in a way that's memorable, is that carbs are good. That's right. Carbs are good. Can I hear the amen? You know, I, I know that different people here on different uh, diets and, and nowadays uh, carbs get a bad rap. Uh, you know, don't eat carbs. Carbs no, make you fat, etc. Uh, but carbs are good. And all who agree say amen. You know, but you know, all jokes aside, uh, uh, we really want to dive into the fact that, that Jesus, you know, uh, uh, declared, you know, I am the bread of life. 
You know, Jesus, every time he, he, he used the phrase, especially in the Gospel of John, I am, you know, it is a reference uh, to his majority Jewish uh, listeners and audience at a time uh, of their history, of their religious history. Because uh, for every uh, person who grew up in the Jewish faith, they would have remembered uh, at least stories, you know, told by their parents or if not on synagogues uh, of how God revealed himself to Moses as the great I am. And so every time Jesus mentioned the word I am, you know, it would conjure an image or a memory of, of how God revealed himself to Moses. And what Jesus was trying to do here to his listeners was that he was trying to telegraph to them that, hey, I am the fulfillment of all that. You know, in the Old Testament, God stopped at I am the great I am. And here Jesus is filling in the blanks and saying, I am the bread of life. And he was trying to tell them that not only am I God and from God, uh, but within me, uh, as I'm sharing this, uh, and these, these are my attributes. This is my character traits so that you can know me and better love me and better follow me. And so that's what we want to do today. You know, even though we, we might not have uh, this religious uh, memory of, you know, the concept of the great I am, uh, I think the fact that Jesus identified identifies himself as the bread of life uh, has universal appeal because, you know, we, we all love bread or carbs of some sort. Uh, and I don't think that Jesus was just saying this, you know, because he was a foodie, uh, but he was saying this because there are deeper truths uh, about what bread stands for, what, what carbs mean to us as human beings uh, that we can learn from, that we can apply in our life today. And so my hope in this message is that we not only know who Jesus is, what he stands for, uh, but we can draw strength from that and so that we can glorify him and honor him in all that we do. Amen. You know, uh, last week we were so blessed with Tiong's uh, uh, message of, of, you know, what it means to be a follower of Christ and, and every Sunday that's what we want to do we want to uh, you know dive deeper into who Jesus is so that we become better followers of him amen so I've got three points for you uh, that will help us to dive into uh, what does bread of life means uh, and uh, also what it means uh, pertaining to Jesus uh, so my three points for you the first point is this you know Jesus says I'm the bread of life because Jesus sustains, sustains. You know, we eat uh, to live, you know. So food is, is a form of sustenance to us. You know, we, we, we eat so that we, we keep living. And Jesus is saying that, yeah, you can eat and keep living, uh, but it's not only your physical bodies that need sustenance, even your faith needs sustenance. And many times, you know, uh, we believe in God, uh, but after a while, you know, we find it hard to keep on being faithful. And Jesus here, by declaring that I am the bread of life, uh, he is saying that not only am I God, but you need me. And that what we need is not just religion. What we need is not just you no know, once a year, twice a year, uh, but what we need is 
is constant, just like how we eat every day. You know, we need God every day and not just once every day. How many times do we eat a day? You know, uh, some of us at least three times. You know, some of us, you know, we eat all the time and we just take breaks in between. You know, we have eating and snacking and different things. And that's what Jesus wanted us to, to kind of like link with and say that you, just like how you need food, just like how you have craving for food, you know, you need me because it is in Jesus that our faith is sustained. And, and, and I want to bring us in a little bit deeper. You know, recently when, uh, when we're going through our 21 days of prayer and fast, you know, I felt the Lord say to me that, you know, hey, Dave, do you, do you crave me like how you're missing food right now? And the truth is this, this year when I was fasting, uh, I, I felt extra cold. I'm not sure why, you know, usually of previous years, you know, when I fast, I'm, I'm okay. I get a little bit chilly because, you know, your your body's not burning calories and so so it's it's you know it's it's feeling a bit cold uh, but this year especially I was my hands were cold my feet were cold especially you know especially in the early mornings when I wake up and I was I was fasting from 7 a.m to 7 p.m and fasting coffee on top of that so not only was I uh, you know uh, empty in my stomach from food but I didn't even have a hot beverage uh, to, to to warm me down and I felt so cold and, and uh, because of my fast for coffee, I, I felt sometimes I couldn't, you know, reboot my brain uh, as fast as I wanted to in the mornings. And I felt the Holy Spirit whisper, hey, you know, this is what happens when you don't have food, when you don't have coffee. And what about me? You know, uh, what about God? Uh, when, when you don't have uh, me or when you don't have enough of me, uh, do you feel cold? Uh, do, do you find it hard to focus? And I felt so convicted because the truth is this, uh, if I'm really honest, we don't always feel that way, isn't it? You know, uh, if, if on average, we eat uh, three meals a day, you know, or some people two meals or two and a half meals, however you want to put it. But on average, let's say breakfast, lunch, dinner. And, and if you were to take away one of those meals, you immediately feel it, don't you, right? So one meal a day is not enough. For some of us, two meals a day is not enough. And so I felt God convict me, how come uh, just once a day of, of, of prayer with God, how come once a day of reading God's word is enough when we consume more food than that? And I felt so convicted and I started to question, what am I really sustained by? Because if I am sustained by God, as Jesus here is saying, I'm the bread of life and he who has me, you will never be hungry and never thirst. You know, I'm, I'm questioning uh, my own walk with God and going like, wow, God, do I love food more than you? And do I crave for food more than you? How come I, I desire to eat at least, you know, twice a day and how come I I am easily satisfied with just, you know, a, a one encounter with you a daily, you know, um, and that could be just half an hour uh, or, or one hour uh, when in actuality, we, we, we spend more time uh, prepping and cooking and eating than that, especially when we eat out, <laughs> right? And so it's suddenly going like, wow, God, thank you for this reminder uh, that I need to be sustained by you. And so so my question I want to ask us this morning is this, is Jesus uh, the one that sustains your faith uh, or is it other things? 
because it's so easy for us uh, to sometimes you know, allow other things uh, to meet the need that only Jesus is meant to meet. And, and even the people that Jesus was talking to uh, had a, a, a kind of a similar problem. You know, so much happened in John chapter 6. And so where we started reading earlier on uh, was kind of like in the middle of the story. Uh, before that was actually the uh, how Jesus fed the 5,000. And not only that, after Jesus fed the 5,000, there was also the miracle of, of him walking on water and all that amazing stuff. Uh, and Jesus, you know, uh, uh, kind of like fed the crowd, fed the 5,000. Uh, and then the, the, go back and read John chapter 6. The people fell in love with the bread uh, that they wanted to, to, to kind of like forcefully take him and make him uh, their king. You know, and, 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 they, and that's why Jesus had to send his, uh, his apostles, his disciples across by boat. And it was kind of like a diversion because he sent the apostles over by boat and then he went up to the mountain to pray and so the people the crowd were confused oh do we follow the, the disciples because is that him telegraphing that he was going to cross over with them or should we follow him up the mountain is getting down what should we do uh, let, let, let's let's uh, go to the other side uh, and uh, of course long story short you know Jesus uh, uh, snuck to his disciples in the middle of the night and then eventually the crowd caught up with him on the other side and they were craving for what they're craving for more bread they say give us more of this bread and that's why Jesus said you're following me not because of the signs you're not following me because of of the spiritual things that I'm doing you're following me because you have eaten the loaves you've eaten the bread and and what that speaks to me is how sometimes you know we uh, allow the blessings of God uh, to sustain us instead of God himself the bread represented the blessing of God, the provision of God. And so many times we can unknowingly, you know, uh, uh, focus on the blessing. And as long as the blessing keeps coming, uh, we feel like we've got faith. As long as the blessing keeps coming, we feel like, you know, God is still real and he still loves us. But Jesus is saying that don't follow the bread. I am the bread of life. Don't crave for this kind of bread, this kind of food that perishes. Uh, and I know, you know, in modern day, we go like bread, pff, you know, what's so, what's so great about that? That's because, you know, in modern day, it's so easy for us to acquire bread. You know, even if you don't bake it, even if you bake it, it's so easy because you just need to go out, buy some flour, buy some ingredients, uh, and just kind of like mix it all around and, and, and pop it into your oven. But back then, in this era, uh, there was no supermarkets for people to go to to just buy flour. You know, they had actually had to go and maybe either grow their own grain or go buy grain, and then they got to kind of like, you know, uh, 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 kind of like... Uh, process that grain into flour and then mix that with oil and then and then you know let it from you know, all that baking stuff and then bake it and so in short making bread would easily take up a whole day uh, 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 in ancient times and, and what a blessing it was there's something that would have taken you a whole day you know think of 
housewives back then, they woke up and there was like so much things to do. I got to clean the house. I got to provide for my kids. You know, I got to, uh, you, know, uh, you know, take care of all these uh, different agricultural needs. And then on top of that, I've got to bake bread because bread was staple uh, to the cuisine in, in that region. And so to suddenly have bread provided for just like this, what a blessing. What a blessing. And so in a way, you can't really fault them for craving a more of this miraculous, instantaneous, convenient bread that came from Jesus. And some of these people will literally say that even if it's just for the bread alone, Jesus is worth following. And here Jesus is saying, hey, it's not about the bread. I'm glad that you like the bread. I'm glad that you thought the bread was delicious because in the feeding of 5,000, it says that they ate as much as they felt like. So it was delicious, you know? It wasn't just like, mm, wow, thanks. No, no, it was like they had so much until they had leftovers. And so Jesus is saying, here asking us, I feel this morning, you know, am I the one that sustains you or have you been sustained by blessing? And if you have been, then we need to check our hearts and make sure that we do not forget the one who blesses us. It's so, so easy for us to, to allow the blessings of God. And today, maybe bread's not the blessing. Maybe you are, you know, uh, uh, um, you know intolerant towards uh, bread. What do they call that? Uh, uh, that's the terminology. I can't glu uh, glucose. No, gl uh, gluten. Gluten. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> anyway, some of us today, uh, the blessing of God could be our job. The blessing of God could be, you know, the provision that comes from our parents. The blessing of God could be the opportunity to be here uh, living and working and studying in this beautiful country. The blessing of God uh, could be, you know, uh, just, you know, living your dream life right now. And, and, and so many times those are from God, but we become so fixated with those things that we forget to honor God, that we forget to chase after God. And after a while, we end up just chasing after those things. And, and we only chase after God when those things are affected. And God is saying that, you know, your job cannot sustain you, even though you feel like your job is providing for your bills. But don't forget, I am the bread of life. I am the one that blesses you. It is not your job that can sustain you. It is not your studies that can sustain you. It is not those things that can give you hope and future. It is not your relationship, even though, you know, relationships are a blessing from God, whether it's friendship or romantic relationship, or sometimes even our children can be a blessing from God. And God is saying that those things, that things shouldn't be your focus. Your focus should be on me. Or on the other hand, some of us could uh, be saying that, no, 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 I love God. You know, I just love His Word. I just love being in His presence. And then, then that's good. But it can also be, uh, you know, hijacking our faith unknowingly because uh, in Verse 34, right? In, in verse 27, Jesus reminded them, do not labor for food that perishes. And then in verse 34, the people said, Lord, give us this bread 
always. And before that, they were talking about how like, hey, Jesus, you, you told us not to go after this kind of bread. So what kind of bread should we go after? You know, should we, you know, why don't you give us manna from heaven like how Moses did? And Jesus had to say that, hey, it wasn't Moses who gave you the manna from heaven. It's my father who gives you the manna from heaven. And then they would say, yeah, 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 yeah. That's exactly, that's type of bread we want. Give us more of that. And then Jesus had to, had to really lay it down, you know, in verse 35 and says that, no, I am the bread of life. It's not manna even. And, and, but you can see in verse 34, Lord, give us this bread always that these people, they, 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 they probably heard enough stories in synagogue and growing up about the miracle of the manna. And the manna and that kind of bread that they were craving, the type of bread that, 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 that you know, God gave through Moses uh, to the Israelites in 40 years of the desert, manna, miraculous bread from heaven, uh, in a way can also be people that are like stuck in a religious experience. You know, these were uh, Jewish uh, uh, listeners and followers of, of, of Jesus that, that understood, that, that maybe uh, uh, dreamt of the, the, the good old days uh, when they could experience, you know, how many of us have said that before? Wow, I wish I could live in Jesus' time. You know, I wish I could live in the days of the book of Acts. And, and, and sometimes, unknowingly, we can crave for certain religious experience. And God is just saying that don't let whether physical blessing sustain you but also don't let your own religious experiences sustain you you know sometimes we 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 uh, are so privileged and blessed to be a part of you know i don't know you know a a, a rich a spiritual heritage maybe you know you're growing up you know you you attended an amazing youth church and and that grew your faith or you went for that missions one time and that impacted you or or when you were 17 you gave your life to Jesus and you received you know the baptism of the Holy Spirit and that was supernatural or, or that one time you went for that conference and God spoke to you and and many times you know we can allow those things to sustain us we were running uh, through life or going through life on the reserves on the battery of that past religious experience you know how many of us would be honest enough to say that we've been there before been there and done that right you know and 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 how foolish is that and jesus saying that you know it's it's as if like you know uh, uh you're going through life not eating because you had a great meal three years ago right that's impossible that's crazy you know even if you somehow managed to survive because you had i don't know the world's largest buffet you know three months ago uh, uh what's happening to your body is unhealthy and you're actually dying on the inside and that's why jesus says don't focus on the manner don't try to recreate that experience and sometimes as christians we we can try to run from conference to conference from church camp to church camp even sometimes with the best intentions from mission field to mission field, not really making, you know, Jesus the mission, but we're making the, 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 the experience, the feeling that we get as a result. And so, friends, don't. Jesus was warning both groups. Don't run after food that perishes, but don't also crave for manna. Don't, don't let the blessing of God rob you uh, of your focus towards God. And don't let your head be stuck in the past in the part in, in the religious experiences of your past uh, instead put your eyes and, and, and focus your life 
on Jesus, the bread of life. Amen. You know, so I, 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 I want to move on to the other points because I felt like I spent so much time on this point. Uh, but I just want to leave us with just thought. Is Jesus enough? Is Jesus enough for you? Amen. Jesus is the one that sustains. And so make Jesus enough for you. It shouldn't be Jesus plus blessing. It shouldn't be Jesus plus my own religious preferences or experiences, but it should be Jesus and Jesus alone. He is the bread of life, you know, except no substitutes. Point number two is this, Jesus satisfies. That's right. You know, there's something about bread that satisfies. Now, I know some of you might be thinking, bread, what are you talking about? You know, uh, maybe to you, Pastor. And, and, and yeah, I, 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 I do love, like I say, carbs are good. I do love carbs. But, but Jesus was also saying that, hey, there's something satisfying about carbs. And of course, he was talking to, you know, an audience that had bread as a staple. But if Jesus were to preach this message to an Asian congregation, you probably say, you know, I am the rice of life, you know, or the noodles of life, you know, or if to a more Western audience, I am the potato of life, you know, uh, potatoes, you know, you can do so much of them, you know, uh, and um, I was about to do some Lord of the Rings reference, but but I shouldn't, you know, what's that mash them, stick them in the stew? Anyway, you know, personally for me, you know, uh, uh, I love a good roti. Oh, wow, you know, I, I still remember the, the first time I had a really good nun. Ooh, you know, I really had good roti or even good pizza for that matter. You know, sometimes I, I, I love pizza, not necessarily for the toppings, but for that bread, for that chew, for that. It is so satisfying. And that's what Jesus wanted to get at as well. You know, is he your satisfaction? You know, many times in life, and, and, and whether it's our own flesh, or it could be peer pressure, uh, or it could be the devil, that we are constantly being bombarded with uh, different attacks and different thoughts that imply that we are not enough. Right? You know, advertising does that all the time. You know, your life is not complete until you get the new iPhone. Your life is not complete until you get this new laptop. You know, your life is not complete until you have a life partner. Your life is not complete until you go on this holiday. Your life is not complete until you get that degree. Your life is not complete until you have this car, this house, etc. Fill in your blanks. You know, and many times, you no know, consumerism and, and, and kind of like capitalism is constantly trying to tell us you're not enough, you're not skinny enough, you're not uh, uh, fat enough, you're not tall enough, you're not, you know, short enough, whatever it is, you're not pretty enough, you're not rich enough, you're not educated enough, you are not enough. But you know what satisfaction says? Satisfaction gives us this ability to say, oh, enough. And Jesus is saying that, hey, the world can try to confuse you. The world can try to get your attention and try to make you feel like you are lacking something. But I am the bread of life. I am the carb of your choice. I am the comfort food that soothes your soul. Accept no substitutes. Amen. You know, and Jesus is trying to use this image of bread and, 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 and you know, Middle Eastern culture is like, yeah, you can have all these different 
different uh, dishes, but you know, without bread, it feels like the meal is not complete. You know, just like a, a Chinese food without rice, it feels like the meal's not complete. You know, in fact, you know, Pastor Cat loves rice so much that she once told me that you know that is the one thing she can eat for the rest of your life, just rice, no other condiments or dishes needed. And I'm like, oh wow, okay. Uh, cool, sure, you know, but for me, you know, I, I, I like a variety of carbs, but, but I do have kind of like a soft spot for some good bread, you know. But anyway, you know, food talk aside, my point here is not to make you hungrier, but hungrier for Jesus, you know. Uh, it, it's the fact that, you know, uh, uh, is Jesus, uh, 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 you know, does Jesus satisfy? You know, and, and I have felt like as I was preparing this message that sometimes in life we can feel like, no, you know, it's not satisfying. You know, I, I need uh, I need someone in my life. Those of us who are single can go like, you know, I need a relationship in my life. Then I'll be complete. Uh, I need that degree. Then I'll be complete. Uh, I, I need that one extra zero uh, uh, in my savings, you know, as in like, you know, one extra digit, one extra thousand, one extra hundred thousand. Then I'll be satisfied. But... But the truth is, all of that will never satisfy. Only Jesus will satisfy. And I felt the Holy Spirit say this to anyone that's watching right now, that you feel so beaten and battered by society's demands for you to conform. And Jesus is saying that, hey, you don't have to conform to the peer pressure of this world. You just need to look to me because I am the one that satisfies your soul. I am the one that's more than enough. And know you can have Jesus and not have anything else and that would still be more than enough. That would still be, be satisfying. And, and so maybe, you know, I feel the Holy Spirit say uh, uh, this, that, you know, instead of, you know, uh, a craving for the thing that you don't have, why don't you begin to speak? Because this year our theme is also to prophesy, to pray, to declare. And, and we have lacks in our life. We have things that we want to, uh, uh, you know, see improve, right? Uh, and uh, there's nothing wrong with wanting to improve. There's nothing wrong with wanting a life partner or, or more money in our bank account. But, but it is dangerous when we make the pursuit of that goal, uh, uh, the, the thing that we hope will satisfy us. Instead, why don't you make Jesus your satisfaction first? Uh, and then uh, uh, pursue these things out of a position of being satisfied already in Christ and with Christ. And so in other words, don't, don't feel like you are, uh, uh, you know, just half a person looking for the other half so that you become a whole. No, no, no. Tell yourself, no, I'm already a full person in Christ. And because I'm a full person in Christ, I don't need to be desperate. I don't need to be, you know, uh, uh, selling myself short. And if I do pursue a life partner, I'm pursuing it from a place of knowing that I am loved by God. I belong to God. In God, I have all that I need. You know, so this person uh, uh, that God will bring into my life, they better measure up. You know, so I don't need to compromise my beliefs and my faith so that I can have that one. Or even the job for the interview. Can you imagine how confident you will be when you go into an interview, not that desperately hoping, I hope they like me. So at the interview, I'll, 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 I'll 
bluff my way through, I will exaggerate my CV in hopes that these people will, will offer me a position. But can you imagine the confidence, the godly confidence you will have when you begin to walk into any interview going like, you know what, even without this job, you know, God is enough for me. I am satisfied even though I don't have a job. I am satisfied. So as I'm walking in, I'm walking in with a, with a certain confidence that no matter if I get this job or I don't get this job, Jesus is more than enough. Amen. And maybe some of us here, we could be praying for something, you know, and it could be something noble. It could be a healing for your body. It could be the salvation of a loved one. But let us not pray uh, uh, almost like, uh, I know we can never twist God's arm, but in our own mind, we can pray in a way that the almost we're almost telling God that God, you know, my continuous belief in you hinges upon the outcome of this prayer. So God, you know, please make this prayer come true. Otherwise, I don't think I can believe in you anymore. No, come on, don't put conditions, you know, before your walk with God. Instead, pray from a position of confidence. Pray from a position of victory. I guarantee you when you do that, you're going to have a much richer, uh, much more personal, much happier prayer life. Prayer will certainly be this thing that you desire and not just a thing that you feel church or the Bible or your pastor demands of you. Come on, would you prophesy this year out of a position of being satisfied in Christ? God, you know, I'm saying that to myself as well, you know, as church begins to prepare to reopen, you know, I have so much hopes and dreams for when we can reopen, that we can reach so much more people and I want to see church grow. But you know what? I'm not praying for church to grow. I'm praying from a position of saying that God, you know, I, you are my satisfaction. And more important than crowds being there when we reopen is Christ being there when we reopen. It's the presence of the Holy Spirit. So God, I want you more than all these other things. And so if these other things come, great. But my satisfaction is found in you. Amen. Better two or three gathered in Jesus' name with his presence there than the crowd of 2,000 and 3,000 uh, that, that, you know, can't feel the presence of God or can't hear what God is saying to them. Amen. So make Jesus your satisfaction because only Jesus satisfies. Point number three and my last point is this, Jesus strengthens. Amen. Jesus says he is the bread of life. I am the bread of life. Why the bread of life? Because Jesus sustains, because bread sustains, because bread satisfies or carbs satisfies. And of course, carbs or bread or Jesus, the bread of life, strengthens. You know, you know as you eat, you become uh, strong. You know, in fact, carbs of all food groups, Jesus chose carbs, and uh, not because they were popular uh, or, or, or because, you know, it was universally accepted. It's because carbs are the main source of our strength. Your, your body, what our body actually does, and, and you know, forgive me if I get any of these things wrong because I'm not a scientist, uh, but I do know from studying science in school uh, that, you know, when we eat carbs, you know, uh, the body breaks it down to glucose, almost like a natural form of sugar. And it is the burning of this 
sugars uh, that gives us strength uh, to run, uh, to focus, to, to do things. And so, you know, it, it, carbs are like our fuel. You know, it's, it's one of the three major sources of, of you know, uh, energy. I think if not mistaken, the, the other two, uh, 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 I think it's bread, I mean, carbs, and I think a fat and uh and, and, and one more, I can't remember, but you know, it's, it's, it's a protein, protein, that's right. Uh, and uh, you know, isn't it amazing also that these are the three things that, that God uh, hints of his nature. You know, every time he says, you know, God, you know, we should move from milk to meat, meat, the, the deeper things of God, the, the word of God, meat, protein, you know. Of course, Jesus himself is the bread of life, you know, carbs there. And of course, the Holy Spirit, the, the, the anointing of God, anointing oil uh, and fat, you know, oil is fat. And anyway, uh, uh, so bread of life, let's come back again. So Jesus strengthens, you know, uh, last week, Dion said that it takes faith to obey. Absolutely. But I wrote here, it takes faith to obey, but strength to keep obeying. And many times, you know, to obey the first time is easy, uh, but the real test comes when we have to, you know, faithfully obey, faithfully commit to the Lord again and again and again. Even sometimes when we quite, can't quite see, you know, uh, 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 the immediate results, it takes strength. And, and, and with this, I want to turn us to another portion of scripture, John chapter 6, verse 53 to 56. John 6, same chapter, John 6, 53 to 56. Jesus was elaborating about uh, uh, what he meant when he says, I am the bread of life. And he says this to the shock of his audience in John 6, 53. Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Underline no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day, for my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. You know, of course, when Jesus first taught this, you know, he was using this as a metaphor, uh, but a lot of people took it literally, and they were almost like confused, going like, what, this, I, we thought this guy was spiritual. We thought this guy did miracles. I think this guy's a lunatic. Is he, is he talking about cannibalism and that we need to eat of him? But, but Jesus intentionally said this just to mess with the people because he knew from the crowds that were following him, like I said, some were following, them, following him for selfish reasons. Some were following him for religious reasons. Some were following him for political reasons because they wanted to make him uh, and force him to become the king and, and lead a revolution. Uh, against the Roman Empire. Anyway, that's another topic for another day. Uh, but Jesus intentionally said this uh, to kind of like to, to, to sift through his followers to see who it was that really understood, who it was that really got his heart uh, and who it was that were just there for selfish reasons and hopefully they can be turned off by this and, and, and leave him uh, alone. And, and so this, of course, let me clarify, is not Jesus saying that, you know, we need to eat uh, of his flesh, but Jesus was saying that, you know, I, you, you need to not just believe in the concept of God, but, but that belief, just like how carb uh, needs to be broken down digested and uh, broken down to 
to glucose and it is true the burning of glucose that we have energy and the bible there says you know that in verse 53 that if you do not have uh, uh, god's flesh and god's blood in you you will have no life and, and i feel that god is saying that you know don't just follow me from a distance you know the, the very idea that god is the bread of life is not just a theological idea you need to make it personal and jesus is is almost saying here that you know uh, i wrote here unless you allow god to break down your faith into every fiber of your being like how carbs are broken down to glucose to be burned by your body, you will have no life. In other words, Jesus is saying, until my teachings and until I uh, become, you know, so ingrained, not just in your head, but into who you are, just like when we eat something, it doesn't stay in your stomach, it gets broken down and, 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 and becomes energy that moves throughout our entire being. Jesus is saying, unless you take me and what I have to say, my teachings, and apply them, and consume them, and accept them, and not just as food for thought, but as actual food, spiritual food that nourishes you, you will have no life. And so God is saying that, hey, I am the bread of life, that one day my body will be broken. Just like how we communion this morning. My body will be broken for you, you know, and my blood will be spilt for you like a drink offering. And, and, and so every time we take the communion, the bread and the cup, we are reminded of Jesus and his death on the cross, where his body was nailed for us, where his body was wounded for our transgressions, for our wrongdoing, for our sin. And his blood, his holy blood was spilled for the forgiveness of our sins. Unless, you know, we become blood of God's blood, flesh of his flesh, uh, we will have no life, no strength within us. And, and, and let me put it to you, you know, uh, um, God is saying that don't just believe that he can do stuff in your life. Believe in him and let him be in you. Amen. You know, some of us here, you know, even our own walk, that, that, that's, that it's lacking strength, it's lacking power, it's lacking proof uh, because we're still stuck. We're saying, you know, God, I, I believe that you can do it. I believe that you can bless me. No, don't believe that. Believe in God, I believe in you. I believe in your resurrection. I believe in the finished work of the cross. That's what flesh and blood meant. That's what bread of life meant, that God would give himself. Bread is meant to be eaten. Bread is meant to be shared. Nobody buys a loaf of bread and, and, and puts it up as a souvenir. No, nobody does that. Bread is bought to be consumed. And, and Jesus is saying that unless you buy into me and consume me and everything I have to offer into every fiber of your soul, there will, no, there will not be any strength. There will not be any proof, you know, of... of, of, of 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 life in you there'll be no proof of faith in you right how do you know if somebody has eaten well you know by the way they walk right and we know also how if somebody has not eaten by the way they talk by the way you know they get maybe grumpy when they don't eat so by the way they talk by the way they they they, they act by the way they move because they can't move as fast or they move with a slight limp because it's a stomach ache uh, their, 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 their stomach is hurting because of lack of food but those that are 
of us will eat or we will have life and life to the full. And that's what Jesus is saying that I want to give you strength. I don't just want to sustain you. I don't just want to satisfy you, but I want to give you strength. Strength to keep living for me. Strength to keep believing. Strength to keep forgiving. Amen. You know, again, you know, uh, uh, I was reminded of this again uh, as I was preparing for this message that really there's a power, there's a great powerful difference between believing that God can do something and believing in God. Or just let me turn it around. You know, if I were to say to Pastor Cat, hey Cat, you know, I believe that you can be a good lawyer, uh, that would be of some encouragement to her. Some. You know, um, but it will be so much more when I say, Cat, I believe in you. I believe in you. Whether you, you, you are successful by the definition of the world, whether you have your own law firm one day, doesn't change the fact that I believe in you. I believe you are a good lawyer, not just that you can be. And many times, you know, in, in our walk with God, we, 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 we are chasing after blessing, we're chasing after religious experience. God, I believe that you can provide for me. Or God, I believe that that you can do it again. Uh, I believe, no, all what we say, God, I believe in you. Jesus, I believe in the bread of life. Jesus, I believe in the resurrection. Jesus, I believe in your sacrifice for me. And would you allow the revelations of God to be broken down into every area of your life? Imagine how amazing, imagine how powerful your life will be when you, when you don't just believe that Jesus rose again, but you believe in Jesus who rose again. And, and, and can you imagine how that would transform the way you work? You know, instead of going like, oh man, this, this job, this deadline is impossible. No, no, no. But if you believe in the God who, who, who rose from dead, then this deadline is no problem for you. Then this dead end is no problem for you. You know, that then... Did you see what I'm saying, friends? You know, can you imagine the way you worship? You know, God, I believe that you can do it again. Oh, God, I believe in you, the God who has done it. It is finished. And in you, God, you know, I have everything I need. Wow. You know, we need strength from God. It is not possible to, to honor God with our own strength. You know, it says that if we do not eat of the flesh of God and drink of his blood, there will be no life in us. This life source within us, this energy within us, you know, it is not just by consuming, you know, the things of God, but it comes from God. It comes from Jesus. And it takes strength from Jesus to keep loving others. You know, I was recently reminded of this as well, you know, because sometimes being a, a, a pastor, I know we are always expected to be noble. We're always expected to be patient. We're always expected to be full of wisdom. Uh, but I have my days where I don't, I don't give the best wisdom or I, I don't make the best decision. There are days where I don't always say the right things. There are days where I, I find it hard to love people. I find it hard to forgive others. And that's when I need to remind myself, oh man, I need God. 
I need the bread of life because it is true the consuming of the bread of life through the consuming of Jesus that I begin to have strength to love again, strength to, 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 to bless others, strength to sacrifice even, strength to forgive and strength to obey. Uh, and, and, and that is so important. You know, what, what does uh, that mean to you? You know, I don't want this message just to be me spouting off, but I want us to take back all these things and, and begin to ask ourselves, you know, in, in what area do I find myself least satisfied? And, and have I unknowingly bought into the lie that I need this product, that product, that person uh, to be more satisfied? Or should I begin to say, Jesus, you are my satisfaction. I might be lacking in this area, but Jesus, because I have you, I will not lack. Or maybe some of us here, we need to come back to that place, amen, uh, of, of allowing Jesus to be the main source and the only source of sustenance for our spiritual walk and also the main source of our strength. Amen. Uh, you know, would you uh, spend time this week, you know, just, you know, allowing God to, to just bring you deeper. Amen. You know, and, and would you uh, uh, desire just like how we eat often and snack even more often? Uh, would you uh, desire to spend time with God more often uh, and, and, and sneak in more times with God uh, 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 this week, but not just this week, but from this week for the rest of your life. I believe that God wants us to grow. I believe that God wants us to grow stronger because there's so much more that needs to be done. So much more people who need to hear the gospel. So much more people who need to see proof of God in our lives. And, and unless we we eat of God and, and drink in of Him, there can be no proof of life within us. And so my encouragement for my brothers and sisters is that let us let this message create a greater longing for God, a greater craving for Jesus, if I can use that full term. Let there be more craving for Christ in your life. Amen. Before I close today's message, can I just very quickly tell people who could be watching or listening uh, for the first time, a friend invited you. Maybe you stumble upon this video, this podcast by accident, uh, or maybe it's not an accident that you're here. And I want you to know that, hey, you know, like what we said today, only Jesus satisfy. You know, nothing on earth can, can replace the joy that comes from knowing your God and know that you are loved by Him. And not only loved by Him, you are forgiven, you are made by Him, and not just made, only made for a purpose. You know, we, we, we find so much satisfaction when we know what we're about. And, and, and only Jesus, only Jesus can, can love you completely. Only Jesus can forgive you completely. Only Jesus can give you purpose fully. And only Jesus can give you understanding. Only Jesus can give you peace. Only Jesus can give you healing. Only Jesus can give you hope. Only Jesus, friends. And so everything that we talked about today is not just us Christians who need God. All of us need God, just like how we need food. And would you allow Jesus into your life? All you need to do is admit that, yeah, I am incomplete without Christ. I need this love that only Jesus can give. I need this forgiveness. I need this peace. 
I need this hope. I need this forgiveness. Would you then open up your heart? Cry out to him. The Bible says that cry upon, cry out to God, you know, call on him and you shall be saved. And in a while, we're going to pray together. And if that's you, would you echo that prayer in your heart? Mean it with, with every fiber of your being. Invite Jesus in. Allow his love to wash you clean and make you a new being. God bless you. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.actschurch.uk. God bless.